Amy Wright here with Diddy TV, and we have Jeff Plankenhorn up on the roof of the Diddy TV studios. It's a gorgeous Welcome. breeze and everything. It's beautiful up here. Who says that June in Memphis is not they lovely? Don't, they don't right? know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're yeah, talking about. What are about. they talking about? Well, thanks for coming, stopping by, and talking to us today. And um, obviously, you're going to be taping in the I studio. Am. Thanks We're for having me. That. Thanks for having me. And. Um, you're from Ohio. I was born in Ohio, yeah. But you're an Austin Yeah, I've resident. been living in Texas for many, many years. I came down to Texas at the urging of a guy named Ray Wiley Hubbard and drove down there with a, about $100 and a Geo Prism. You remember what a Geo Prism was? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had that and a couple guitars. And I lived with Ray when I first moved there. And, and then I started playing with folks and lived there ever since. And you, you started out, um, you're a multi-instrumentalist, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So what instruments do you play? Oh, pretty much anything's with with strings that doesn't have a bow. Yeah, like see, I'm a I'm fiddle a, player. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, then, I'm, I'm the bow. Then you're better than me. No, no. Yeah. I'm just the bow, and you're the. Yeah, and I'm everything <laughs> see, I, else. See, I, I want to play guitar, so we can. It's we never can. too late. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> I'm trying. Do it. You gotta do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, like on, on the on the newest album, um, uh, I play pedal steel and upright bass and piano and uh, a little organ and sing. I actually play bass on a couple songs. So that made you this multiple threat, and, and you've been in the studio a lot with the, um, over the yeah, years, right? Got, with a lot, me of a lot of musicians. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been a sideman most of my life, but uh, the album right before this one had a song called Trouble Find Me, and that song started getting played on the radio, and so I was playing guitar with Joe Ely mostly at the time, and um, I had to start turning down gigs and started doing my own gigs, and it's uh, been really great. And so now that this new album's out and I'm supporting it, it's. Uh, so along the, cool. along the way, were you writing your own music and just yeah. not really recording it on your own, or what was what I was, was recording that? it for sure, but they were mostly local recordings, things that I could sell at shows in Austin. It wasn't about traveling around the country and going to other places yet, um, but uh, it's pretty cool when people start asking. And it's humbling, you know, with, with all the people that I've played with over the years to be playing some of the same venues and be getting into the same rooms is it's definitely humbling. Did you convince yourself, or did someone convince you that you needed to put yourself out there with your own music? And You know, a lot of the people that I played with really urged me. Joe Ely really urged me, Ray Wiley really urged me, Ruthie Foster really urged me, said, said you gotta do this, because people are digging it, so. So once you, what is your songwriting process like? Do you, do you write on the road, do you write? See, I write in the car, so yeah. where do you write? I do a little writing in the car. Uh, I was in uh, Vancouver Island, where my wife is from, when I wrote the title track. Uh, which is? Uh, which is Sleeping Dogs. So, oh, that is the title track. Yeah, that's okay. the title track. Yeah, I pulled over to the side of the road and I said, "Hun, will you take the wheel for a little bit? And my wife started driving and uh, I started writing down ideas. Uh, sometimes I, 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 I write up in the woods in Vancouver Island and other times I think I write better when I'm under the gun in the studio and there's a bit of a deadline. And uh, I kind of like however you get it is really the best way to do it. Sometimes I write in a bar because there's a lot of people. Do you? Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I definitely feel like is uh, I feel like hanging out with people who are not musicians is really essential. Otherwise, all I'm going to do is write about the road and, and playing with other musicians and stuff like that. I, I really like to hang out with folks that do other things. My wife's a horticulturalist and a gardener and an arborist, and that has really influenced a lot of stuff. She has a love of nature that... Uh, that I didn't have growing up being a city boy, you know. Is, is, there, a, is there a theme to Sleeping Dogs? Is, is, um, what, is this, what are the stories about in the songs? You know, everything's different. Uh, the one song that I, I was thinking about just now, the, the Heaven on Earth, is about, uh, you know, my wife's kind of 
love of nature and stuff like that kind of crept into this gospel instrumental that I was writing. Sleeping Dogs is definitely about a bunch of things that I don't do well. Like I wear like my what? heart on my sleeve and sometimes take things personally. And I kind of figured if I beat it over, you know, my head for a tour or two, maybe I'd get better. And then I'd start singing it with crowds and they'd start feeling the same way, you know, kind of a cathartic feeling. So actually believing what you're writing. Yeah, yeah, the other way around. Is it working? <laughs> so far so good, yeah, a little bit. Love is Love is a song that I wrote that's kind of uh, inspired by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm not a big musical theater guy, but after he spoke at the at the uh, Tony Awards and, and, and gave a little speech, I kind of felt like that needed to be put into song. It's definitely about inclusion. And uh, that seemed like a big theme for me. The co-write with Ray Wiley Hubbard, Tooth and Nail, is definitely about uh, the scene that we operate on and what it's like to be a songwriter. I try not to write too many songs about writing songs, but that one just kind of came out with Ray and I. He's, he's been such a big influence on me as far as like the craft of songwriting. And you have some special guests on the uh, album as yeah. well. Was it Patty Griffin? Yeah, Patty Griffin is, was is, kind uh, enough to singing come. Singing on a track? She came and sang on a song called Holy Lightning, and that was uh, very, very gracious Because that her. song wasn't even going to make the album, right? You're exactly right. Well, I mean, uh, the, 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 my co-producer, Scrappy Judd Newcomb, was like really, really into it. And he sent it to her, and she said, yeah, I'd like to sing on this. And, and uh, then I was like, okay, I guess it's got to go on. And of course, Ray Wiley. Yeah, Ray Wiley and I have the duet on Tooth and Nail, which is really cool. But there's a lot of great, great folks on the album. Um, and Ray's been such a huge help to me over the years. And, and again, encouraging me to do my own thing. Where did you record the album? It was recorded in uh, uh, Dripping Springs, Texas, at a place called The Zone in what we call the Hill Country. And uh, I had just finished recording. Um, I played on Ray Wiley's song, Tell the Devil, that I'm getting there as fast as I can. I played the, my, my signature slide guitar on that. Uh, Which is called? Well, it's called the plank. Uh, it, it's just kind of a weird thing. It's like, that didn't it, come from Plankenhorn. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah, it did, actually. But uh, <laughs> Ray Wiley, um, I think either him or Gerf Morlake said, well, it's like a plank of wood. Everybody used to always ask me to play dobro in rock bands. And that dobro is the one that's got the hubcap in it. You right. Know, it looks like a hubcap. And I could never get it loud enough, and it just always fed back in the monitors and stuff like that. And basically... Uh, I went to a luthier and I said I want something that's like a, you stand up and you play it. It's like a dobro and it's got uh, the innards of a guitar, but it's kind of like a lap steel. And, and it's great because like over the years, uh, now now other people are playing it. Lloyd Maines played it on a couple of records last year and Kid from Wade Bowen plays one. Kid from Blue October plays one. And it's really great hearing these other guitar players and slide players take this thing and kind of get their own voice out of it. So this is being marketed as an instrument now. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's like a website. It's imperialinstruments.com if you ever want to go check it out. That's cool. And so did they give you credit for oh, yeah, inventing yeah, the yeah, instrument? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of say designed, you know. Everything on it is from other guitars. It's just kind of put together in a hodgepodge. But isn't that yeah. how all instruments over the ages came sure, about? Sure. Someone sure. said, I want to innovate this. Like the harpsichord became the piano. Sure. They said, we're going to... We're not going to pluck the strings, we're going to yeah. hammer the strings. We're going to hit it with the hammers, that's exactly right. It's a you know your sound. history, for sure. We love instruments yeah. here. Yeah. We yeah. like to I can talk tell they're them. all over the place yeah, down, they are, downstairs, which is so cool. The studio here is so great. Uh, and you have an, a, Mar a Martin guitar that is, is your songwriting guitar, I guess. I do, and there's a little bit of a story. There's a, a, a song on the album that's about it. Um, it was an anonymous gift. 
and uh, it showed up on my doorstep and uh, I, I went into my house and there was this guitar and uh, I put, took it out of the box and I was like, no way. And I opened it up and there was a little card and it said, happy birthday, your guardian angel. And it wasn't my birthday. And uh, so I went to Straight Music in, in Austin, Texas, where it was bought. And I said, hey, somebody bought this guitar for me. And they go, oh, you're the guy. And I said, yeah, who bought it for me? They said, we can't tell you. And so I to said, this day, do you not know no, who it is? No, and, and that, it really taught me this huge lesson. They, I said, uh, they said, we can't tell you uh, who bought it for you because you'd want to give it back because it's too expensive. And uh, it was a real, like, just a workhorse guitar, not frilly, not with a bunch of inlays, not a fancy guitar. Of course, it's a, it's a Martin guitar, and yeah. Martin guitars are just beautiful guitars. Yeah, and uh, it's been it's been my uh, writing guitar for many, many years now. And, um, it, you know, it taught me that lesson about gift giving and that they didn't want any recognition for it, and they just wanted me to have something that I could go out and play and encourage my songwriting. Isn't that beautiful when people do things like that for other people? Yeah. There should be more of that going on. Yeah, let's let's hope hope for more, and hopefully I can pay it forward someday, you know, here and there. Absolutely. And so Sleeping Dogs is, I'm, I'm assuming, that let Sleeping Dogs lie. Yeah, it's a metaphor. It's a, me a metaphor? <laughs> yeah, and is exactly it a metaphor? It so it's a metaphor a little bit for letting things go mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe being more in the moment and... Why? Yeah, and that that is a theme that that reoccurs from from time to time throughout this album, you know, and uh, and definitely on my last album too. I've had a lot of good fortune in the last few years, you know. I got married, I got my act cleaned up in a lot of ways, and uh, I felt like uh, it was time to sing some stuff that was a little bit more uplifting, and you know, I mean, I've got the downers, <laughs> they're there, but uh, I was looking for some stuff that really kind of suited where I really was, and and what I wanted to project to people. Well, we're glad you're at that point in your life. We're also glad that you stopped by today. We wish you the best of luck, and I hope you come back again in the next album, right? You got it. I'm thrilled to be here. Keep doing what you guys are doing. It's important. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate that, and thanks for stopping by. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.